Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge Got In, to your mind, your will, and those crazy emotions. Perhaps you've been hijacked in the last 24 hours by something someone said or didn't say, or more importantly, and this is our topic today, how someone said something. Our title for today's podcast is, It's Not What You Say. It's how you say it. At the end of today's podcast, it's our learning objective that you will walk away with some solid scriptures, my friends, that can back you up in terms of giving you that clarity of focus in Christ, as well as the emotional intelligence in Christ to be able to use the gift of your intonation to make God recognizable. This is a topic. There are a few topics, as you'll notice, if you listen, if you're a fan of Edge Got In podcast, you'll notice that throughout the years, there are certain topics I will intentionally swing back to as the Holy Spirit prompts me to do so, simply because we forget. How we communicate is one of those areas. We might get pumped up by a a podcast we hear or someone speaking about effective communication or crucial conversations, we might get really excited about changing our behavior. However, this is, this is our, our whole mission behind the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. How we speak and the words we use is a job for Jesus. Emotional intelligence is a construct that has a lot of power behind it, released in 1995, and there was Emotional Intelligence 2.0 and some other great work out there. The key thing here that we're proposing is the presence of the Holy Spirit in the midst of it all to give us victory over our emotions. And emotions an emotion is your body's response to your thought life. And in the New Testament, there are numerous scriptures, as well as in the Old Testament, giving reference to the mouth, the mind, and the heart. My friends, as we live in the thrill of the surrendered life, which is another podcast, if you haven't checked it out, please do so. The thrill of the surrendered life. It's essential to surrender all modes of communication that we have. We have our face, we have our intonation, our body language. And as I've mentioned before, only 7% of our communication are the words we actually use. And perhaps this is why Jesus spoke so many times and the, the disciples kind of took that through and were moved by the Holy Spirit out into the world, what we store in our heart and what spills out through our mouth, it's a reflection on what's going on inside the castle. It's very easy for us to get hijacked by those things that cause us to forget who's ultimately in charge of our lives. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So today we're focusing on 38% of communication, which in fact is our intonation. About 54% is our body language, as mentioned, only 7% approximately are the words we actually say. At the end of this podcast, you're going to have those scriptures 
the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. And even just meditating on these scriptures again was a gift stop in the midst of the craze of the world. And this gift stop gives us that space to reconnect to the one who is emotional intelligence. If you haven't checked out our project, please visit us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We're still offering the course at 50% off. Just at checkout, please use EIC2023, EIC2023. There you'll find the resources to help champion your human potential in Christ to become the boss of your emotions in and with Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. As we've mentioned before, emotional intelligence is a job for Jesus. Let's jump in. Sweet Jesus. Wow. Thank you for giving us the ability to communicate with one another. We're grateful for that. And there are many different ways to communicate. Thank you for our faces. Help us to remind our face that you adore us today as we go out into earth school. Give us the grace over our intonation. It truly is not what we say. It's how we say it, Lord. You had the most amazing way to communicate, just as you did to the woman at the well, who confessed the truth of your statement that, yes, in fact, she had five husbands and the man that she was living with was not her husband, but yet she remained with an open heart. Lord, I can't help but think it was because of your delivery system. Whatever you delivered, whatever poured out of your mouth was packaged in love and truth. Give us the grace to do the same. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. So today we focus on that 38% of communication. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Perhaps you've heard that before. Coaching question for you. What intonation do you use with yourself? Your inner self-talk. Are you kind? Are you judgmental? Or do you give free rent to the inner critic? It's constantly sabotaging you. You shouldn't have said that. You should all over yourself. The Holy Spirit calls us to encounter the love of Christ, my friends. This is the first phase of emotional intelligence in Christ. Satan wants to hijack you. He wants to kill your sense of purpose, steal your identity, and destroy your ability to connect with God and your peace through peace. Jesus has come that we may have life and have it to the fullest. So what intonation are you using with yourself? Are you kind to yourself? How are you with other people, with others? Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make the choice today to use your intonation, toss it into the lap of Jesus, to make Jesus recognizable in your communication. Crucial Conversations is incredible work out there as well. There's a book on it. There's also a course. There's, there's a whole bunch of content. I use it a lot with my clients. I teach it as well. In it, it speaks about two things, that you can be 100% honest and 100% respectful. Many times when we feel cornered, we'll come out like a spider monkey. 
and we'll just be using all kinds of gestures as well as a strong intonation when we feel attacked. It's a natural body defense mechanism. And yet when we surrender it to Jesus and his presence, dear God, help me today with every word I speak, every thought I think, may it be connected with your love for me. That's the only way, my friends, that we can live out the invitation Paul writes to the people in Ephesus, Ephesians 4.15, speak the truth in love. As we encounter, we can't give out what we're not experiencing within. So this is really an invitation that if you're struggling with your intonation, as well as the intonation of other people, it's an invitation to come back, come back, come back, come back to the lover of your soul. Allow him to soften you into his love. Allow him to increase your confidence that the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. To increase your confidence that it's God who works within you both to will and to act according to his good purposes. The power of God that works within us is able to, to accomplish abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine, as Paul says in Ephesians as well. The interesting thing about strategic communication is the fact that we have a choice to be strategic about it or not for the glory of God. When we are not strategic, in the way we communicate, more often than not, we get hijacked by our triggers. When we're hijacked by our triggers, our emotions get involved and do a funny thing. They cause us to attribute motives to other people's behavior that are not aligned with truth. For example, you find out that one of your colleagues in upper management sent out an email to coordinate a meeting, and shazam, you weren't included. Instantly, you feel triggered. You feel the flush of emotions hijacking you into negative emotions fueled by the feeling of being overlooked, which may fuel the assumption that you were left out of the meeting invite because they don't feel that you were doing a good job. This is a conclusion that we make about ourselves. And this is where Satan plays, my friends, to kill, steal, and destroy or that you don't bring value to the conversation. Instantly, you become a mind reader who begins to fortune tell, you, which means the fortune telling I'm talking about means that you're making up a story about something in the future that's not based on truth. This is where Satan plays. He's been doing it since the garden. Did God really say that? He creates his own story. He can't create anything, my friends, so he takes what's already created and twists it into deception. The foundation of drama is built on a bed of lies or half-truths that create disconnect and disruption within our relationships, the ones we care about in life and the ones that God calls us into. When we're triggered, we often attribute false motives to people's behaviors. Studies continually reveal about 95%, 94% of what we think people are thinking. They're not thinking that. <laughs> the solution is to ask for clarity. Using an intonation that honors God. It would sound something like this. Hey, I noticed I wasn't included on an email for an upcoming meeting. I'm just curious as to your thinking about that. 
Satan wants to pit us against each other, my friends. We see it everywhere. In the end times, offense will increase. Well, guess what? People will be lovers of themselves, haters of what is good. Evil will be seen as good. Good is seen as evil. There's all kinds of signs. And yet we're called to remain, remain, remain in the vine and allow love to guide our way. It is love that transforms. It's judgment that repels. So Satan wants to pit us against each other and tempts us into the pit of attributing false motives to people's behaviors. When was the last time you did this? Where you thought someone was thinking something about you, and lo and behold, you find out that wasn't the case. The case study that I just shared is based actually on a true story of one of my clients who found out the real reason why they were not included in the meeting. Their colleagues saw, actually saw their schedule and saw that they had back-to-back meetings that particular day and thought they'd give them a break. So they did. There is so much peace that is robbed by falsities, mind reading and fortune telling that we come up with. We actually come up and create that. The one thing that will give you entrance into strategic communication, which is too often overlooked, is your intonation. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. When you offer up your intonation to be used by the Holy Spirit, again, emotional intelligence in Christ is the power of the Holy Spirit within you to help you do two things, discern and manage your emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. So when we take these methods that God has given us to make him recognizable in this world, remember, it's not about us. I can't tell you how many times (laughs) I've been hijacked by myself, me, myself, and I, what I think, what I want, what I need. And a simple loving statement like, hey, it's not about you. It's about me. And as we live that surrendered life, hey, I'm not here for me, we can embrace the freedom that comes. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We can stand firm and not allow ourselves to be burdened by the yoke of slavery, by the false stories and motives we attribute to what we think people are thinking of us. He gives us courage, not of timidity. Second Timothy, in Second Timothy, we're not given a spirit of timidity, but a power, love, and self-discipline. Power and love within our hearts to be able to go and say, Hey, I was thinking this and I don't want to be off on this. Were you thinking that? When you offer your intonation to be used by the Holy Spirit to bring glory to God, you discover a freedom in your ability to deliver messages that are well received. Why is this so? Because the intonation you use when it's directed by the power of the Holy Spirit within you is void of shame, blame, and judgment. We have a tool in Sherpa Executive Coaching called I Am Right and I Am Wrong. It falls under one of the four areas of intimidation, intimidation by demand. You're right in wanting to share your ideas, opinions, and feedback, and you're wrong in your delivery. Remember, only 7% of communication are the words we use. 58% approximately is body language, particularly your facial expressions. And 38% is your intonation. Colossians 3 invites us to clothe ourselves. This is the invitation. And again, my friends, this is a job for Jesus. It's so easy for us to get hijacked when our emotions start driving the bus. Beep, beep. 
We just plow people over when we don't feel seen, acknowledged, or recognized. Ask the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit just to reveal to you, Lord, what are my triggers? Help me to become very aware of what my triggers are so that I can surrender them to you or become aware of when I think I might be more apt to be triggered so that I can stay grounded in your love for me. God is constantly saying to us, I love you. You are safe. You are enough in me and with me and through me. So Colossians 3 invites us to clothe ourselves, rid ourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, deceit, lying lips, all these kind of things. It keeps adding on as we read through the New Testament. And clothe yourselves with kindness, compassion, humility, gentleness, and patience, and above all, love. As you ground your intonation by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, I give you my intonation. Help my intonation to reflect how much you love me. And as we ground our intonation in the love God has for us, an effective archway through which you can deliver kind, compassionate messages with gentleness and patience begins to emerge. Too often we underestimate the impact of intonation when it comes to gaining clarity within a conversation. Just think about your last week, and perhaps you did get triggered. What type of intonation triggered you? And how did it, it's, it's love evokes love, fear evokes fear. And when we feel fearful or attacked or misunderstood, our intonation reflects that, my friends. So even if we just ask for space to recover after getting spun, they say it takes approximately two hours to get the amygdala to stop firing the stress hormone and restricting the brain, causing us to be imprisoned by our mind. Ask for the space you need to regroup with God. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. In the biblical disc personality profile Ken Vogus created, he's actually one of the contributors to our Emotional Intelligence in Christ book, there are four traits, dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness. Simply put, some people are task-driven, some are people-driven, some are process-driven, and some are logic-driven or data-driven. Intonation matters most when communicating with someone who is actually people-driven and or process-driven. Task-driven and logic-driven people they also care about intonation, yet they're more prone to forget the importance of intonation in the midst of asking for the data they need or moving a task forward toward completion. Oftentimes, they have a tendency, not always, and sometimes, to put things before people because they are task and data-driven. So using a kind intonation in the delivery of the words will often take a back seat. Yet it can all make a difference, huge difference in the outcomes we desire to see in our relationships when we allow the Holy Spirit to guide our intonation. We have a four-part series on the disc, the biblical disc. You can just look up biblical disc or disc in at edgegodin.com. Just put in disc and you'll see the podcasts we've done linking emotional intelligence in Christ to disc, as well as going over the four different profiles 
task-driven, people-driven, process-driven, logic-driven. You'll learn about people-driven and the process-driven people, and perhaps you relate to those. Again, this is all to give you insight as to how God wired you and how God wired other people. Not everyone thinks the way you think. What? Yeah. Not everyone thinks the way you think, and we all have our own filters. When we surrender those filters to the Holy Spirit, and we remember that a soft answer turns away wrath, Proverbs 15.1, or a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit, Proverbs 15.4, then we're able to show up and get out of God's way to be able to show that kindness and love that dwells within us with the power of the Holy Spirit within us. So let's take action this week. This week, simply observe the intonation you're using with yourself, your inner talk. Are you critical towards yourself, my friends? Invite the Holy Spirit to help you be kind and loving to yourself, to be able to see you as he sees you and to be able to see others as God sees them. It's, it's the cry from the cross. Jesus looked out at the people with such compassion. He never changed his posturing when it came to his delivery of love. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Holy Spirit, give us the grace to see people for who they desire to be, who you've created them to be, rather than how their behavior shows up. Is that not how I desire to be seen? So be gentle with yourselves, my friends. I work with a lot of people who are, who are really bullies of themselves. And the Lord desires to free us from that, to set us free from those things that cause us to stay stuck between our two ears, just critically thinking about ourselves. Guess what? We can't give out love if we're not being loving and kind and receiving the love of God within us. So as you observe your intonation this week with yourself and others, simply ask, is it kind? Is it loving? Does it reflect patience and grace? Does it come across as condescending, pushy, critical, demanding? Emotional intelligence in Christ invites us to move past our judgments into high noticing around the presence of the Holy Spirit within us who moves us to make the love of God recognizable in this world. It is a job for Jesus, my friends. When we're left to our own triggers and emotional flare-ups, drama overrides positive forward steps in our relationships. This is for sure a job for Jesus. He was masterful at the intonation to drive home truth in a loving way. He was 100% honest and 100% respectful ask for his help. He is our emotional, intelligent mentor. He gives us the ability to be aware of our emotions. He gives us the ability with the Holy Spirit to manage our emotions. He also gives us wisdom and discernment to be aware of the emotions of other people, as well as the ability to manage them. Give him permission to use your intonation to make his love and grace available to the people you encounter, beginning with yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And remember, read John chapter 4 
When Jesus encounters that Samaritan woman at the well, he declares the truth of her situation with such divine delivery, <laughs> packaging it in truth, love, and grace. So much so, he's, she's the first person he declares that he's the son of God to. The one who's speaking to you, who, am, who is speaking to you, am he. When she said, well, I know the Savior of the world is coming. And he stops her in her tracks. The one who is speaking to you, am he. That the woman didn't even get defensive when he started to lay out her situation. Yet she takes accountability for her situation as she declares him to be a prophet and then accepts him as her savior. Powerful, powerful stuff, my friends. A few more verses, and this will be listed at edgegodin.com to consider during your earth school practice of taking action. Remember, this week, be the observer of your intonation you use with, your other, with yourself and with others. Proverbs 31, 26 is known as the woman of God, Proverbs. Proverbs 31, 26 says she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her her tongue. Is the teaching of kindness on your tongue, my friends? Jesus speaks about this in Matthew 12, 36 through 37. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. I would venture to guess it's not what you say as much as it's how you say it. Is it packaged in love? Be 100% honest and 100% respectful. Speak the truth in love. James 1.9 says, be quick to hear, slow to speak. If you feel that the strong negative emotion is driving your intonation, your facial expressions, as well as your word choice, ask for space to regroup with the Holy Spirit. Hey, can I just have a half an hour? I'd like just a half an hour before uh, just to be able to restore my heart before responding to this situation. Ephesians 4.15 says, speak the truth in love. Colossians 4.6 says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. So as we close today, Holy Spirit, we invite you to make the love of our Savior recognizable in the intonation we use with ourselves and others more today than yesterday. My friends, the scriptures will be at edgegodin.com under today's title. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Remember that a soft answer turns away wrath, including the wrath of the inner critic. Invite the Holy Spirit to be the Lord of your intonation this week, the Lord of your intonation. Think before you speak. James 1.19, speak the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer everyone. 
Give him heaven out there, my friends. There's enough of the dark side going on. We're here to be Christ's ambassadors. Allow him to make his appeal to the world for love, for his love and salvation, to use you as a witness to that love through your face, your body language, and particularly today, our conversation is around your intonation. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. God bless you, and I look forward to our next podcast together. Visit us at edgegodin.com and emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. Have a blessed day.